That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter and of course out of the group at UK Packers. Daryl, we've no at Daryl J. Brian is with me. Uh, Daryl, we've no way to uh, take this game apart from with a slight sense of humor and a bit of a piss take. But by God, yeah. this was horrendous. I mean, you know, I've been listening to, I've been reading a lot of the press, obviously, and people are going, "Oh, there's no words." I was going, "There are putrid, fetid, oh, yeah. <laughs> rancid, yep. bad, mm-hmm. foul, mm-hmm. rank." Spoiled, mouldered. Here's some more. Woeful, miserable, dreadful, atrocious, deplorable, laughable, lamentable, and lastly, shameful. Mm. I would a few. Take your pick. Pox bottle. (laughs) Poxy. Manky. That was so poxy. Yeah, horrendous. Um, And horrendous for a couple of different reasons. Um, You know, we can pick out every single. Um, facet of the game Daryl you know offense defense oh, um, do you know what I was doing some Packer mathematics right which is a thing in some with THs doing Packer maths tell me if this is correct right so special teams was bad last year is that correct right that's the that's synopsis absolutely right? correct nailed on right so offense and defense were so bad last night that they made special teams look average so yeah. if you go from bad to average that is an improvement so special teams improved I think if you're, I mean, this, this is real glass half full type of guy. Oh, but you gave, we gave up 322 yards, mm. 38 points, uh. 7 out of 12 third and fourth down conversions, and 22 first downs without causing one turnover. Like, who were we watching last night? Were we watching the Bears? Yeah, it was shot. It really was bad. I mean, look, here's the here's the crux of it for me, um, if I may, is that if you are Muhammad Ali and you are coming out and saying you know all of these cool quotes or conor mcgregor or any of these people who are quite vocal or get see themselves in the limelight for whatever reason and you come out and don't do well well then you don't really have the choice but people are going to look back to like oh is he parking on a boat for instance you know with obj mm-hmm. or yeah. is he rolling off his mouth or is he doing this so like needless to say it was like um dave Chappelle had a joke about it i think it was about lebron james or something when he uh, got into was it? no it wasn't LeBron James uh, Kobe when he got into trouble that time with the lawsuits and he said that he was out playing on the court for his freedom in the sense that if he was a bad player then the court system and everybody else would have been more prejudiced against it and all that now he was telling a gag but in that sense Daryl I mean Aaron Rodgers with the stuff that went on in the off season and with all of the hype about Joe Barry and his energy and what it's going to bring and all this type of stuff there, it, it, the time has come to put up or shut up and what we've seen is, is an awful performance from Aaron Rodgers the worst I've ever seen him. He had a quarterback rating yep. um, of 13.5, which is a 36.8 oh, rating, um, which is unbelievable. I mean, you know, that whole thing about if you throw the ball into the dirt, you'll get a 39 or whatever it is, and he yeah. got a 36, so he would have been better off just banging the ball into the ground. Yeah, he would have just better off sitting down. Like, he completed 15 out of 28 passes with two interceptions. A rookie would have done better um, there. Like, there, there's... there's and, and like people said to me, is it fair that Aaron Rodgers gets this amount of abuse? I'm thinking, yeah, it is actually. It is completely, you know, because this is your job, Aaron. Your job is to go out and play football. Mm. Um, all of that nonsense, obviously, you did. You weren't preparing. You weren't. Your head wasn't in the right place last night. Joe Barry's new defensive system, 
I mean, we sort of thought last year could it have gotten any worse yes it could here comes Joe Barry woeful leaky as a sieve <laughs> sort of stuff but the best play was Elkin Jenkins chasing oh, yeah, yeah. down a day to prevent a pick six well done lads yeah move him onto the defence but uh, just to stop you there that's exactly my point right you look at Joe Barry and you look at his record right and then you look at the excuses that people come up with and said you know he didn't have a lot of tools to work with now I know I think it was Andy Herman or something come out with a tweet that if you know it's like a chef going in with the same ingredients but a different chef in a restaurant and expecting a different outcome yeah, you know yeah. it's yeah. that whole quote of like what's madness it's doing the same thing over and over again but expecting different results mm-hmm. you know and it was a sort of repeat offenders here unfortunately to me look the Packers do this right we we go into a game and we lose a game we we lose a game we yeah. lose it spectacularly I think it was Bill Huber come out with a, a stat of, of the eight or nine losses that Matt LaFleur has I think five of them were over 15 points or something and three of them or something were over 20 or whatever points whatever it, needless to say is that when we lose we lose in style the things that I don't agree with um with this game and I know we like to take a relatively positive slant on stuff and don't kind of lose the run of ourselves and that's not this isn't just some um, podcast where we're just going to lace the team however no. if we see something there will come up I, I like to think we're objective so with this type of stuff here Darrell, uh, Aaron Rodgers the, the cardinal sin to me and roll with whatever aspect you like it's, it's, it's so much wisdom around my head that I just have to try to get it out um, it, to me is that they sort of asked him where he's too cocky and he was like yeah there's, there's some of that that's inexcusable Darrell, yeah. for a team who had uh, apparently a million votes for a million different players to be captain and <laughs> there's, there's, your, first there's yeah, your first problem there's your first problem no leadership Players that were supposed to play well didn't. Massive gaps uh, systematically on the on the defense. Kevin King getting burned for forever again. Oh, um, it was just Daryl. It was just wicked viewing. Fr- and like, how can a team go into game one not hyped up for the game after saying they're Super Bowl contenders? What's sickening what? is if you were to look at the stats this morning, you go thirty-eight-three and getting absolutely trousered in every department. The scoreline actually flatters the Packers in a lot yeah. of ways because they were woeful bad. Shocking. I mean, it's hard to know where to start. I don't want to pull out single players, but two single individuals I will pull out is A-Rod, for example, and Kevin King. Desperate. Um, Sean Payton, he prepared for this match. He did what I was hoping the Packers were doing because they were talking the talk. All this talk about them being the hungriest they've ever been. Yeah. They were, that wasn't hunger that they were feeling. That was flatulence. Because what they did yesterday <laughs> was just break wind all over the park. Yeah, it was shocking. Because this is the thing, right? I mean, if you're going to come out and, and and go with the narrative that it's the most together team, it's the hungriest team, it's the last dance, and they're all really leaning into this last dance stuff. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, Aaron Rodgers saying an off day for him as an MVP uh, style game for someone else. Didn't prove it last night. No. Um, and this is the thing is, look, it's like anything else. Losing always dredges up the the silt at the bottom of the river you know it's always the stuff like oh well then Joe Barry isn't good well then Aaron Rodgers is trash well then Matt LaFleur got it wrong there's a couple of really obvious things that happened for instance the Packers did really well last year and they were the number one scoring offense because they did so well in first and second down so you know their third down efficiency was ridiculous last year their performance in the red zone was brilliant. Um, league leading, uh, the, the number one scoring offense. But that all, that was all predicated on getting purchase on uh, first and second down. The other thing that this offense was always really good at, which is what uh, led to its success, was play action, which you can't do if you don't establish the run. They didn't. Um, and second off is that this pre-snap motion, that's what this this offense, what it is, pre-snap motion, um, running backs will punish you all day if you don't respect them, and then Aaron Rodgers gets purchased off that, they set up the pass with the run, and that's so boring to everybody, and it sounds like a trope, but that's literally what the Matt LaFleur offense is, they couldn't set up the run, 
to me, they got a good few runs with AJ Dillon, Daryl, and he killed some people. Mm. Um, you know, on some nice runs. I think he was averaging on one play. I, th- I think it was it was two runs from him for the first day on. So it looked like they got rolling. Um, but there was so much obviously that went wrong with this game. But we didn't see any of that inventiveness. It's like what happens with Matt Lafleur is, and I hate to sort of hark on if it's a trope now, is that when he goes behind in games and it was seventeen zero. He just throws the run out the door and then just tries to pass his way in when that obviously wasn't working. And there, look, if your if your whole offensive system is set up around you know making them respect the run before you can gouge them with the pass, it's not going to work if you don't run. Um, well, that's the point, and that's why I was saying, oh, Sean Payton, unbelievably, he, oh, he saw this coming. He obviously yeah. knew this was happening. He set up this weird shell defense, which meant that he wasn't respecting what the Packers were doing. He was getting no, no purchase, and if they were just standing off completely, they mm. had to run, and they were going nowhere. It, well, that was exactly the point, right? That's what annoys me as well, right? Is Sean Payton has to be respected at all uh, angles because this guy has been without his uh, star quarterback, Drew Brees, before and he's made it work. This guy can make anything work. He's very, very, very savvy. Um, and again, it was even down to the colour of the jerseys and the heat and everything else and the fact that the defence were out there for a long time. So I don't know where it came from, Harold, that they decided, like Aaron Rodgers said this himself, which I found really surprising, was that they thought they could move the ball all day against who they were up against, and they didn't. And here's the yeah. other thing. Um, the Saints were asking the Packers to run, which would have played into their game plan, and they couldn't do it um, yeah. because they played a similar scheme to what they th- what they said Joe Barry was bringing to Green Bay. And did we not hear this off-season and this preseason? that uh, coming up against Joe Barry's defence is an awful lot harder than a normal game. Devontae Adams said this in his last presser. It's an awful lot harder than coming up against another team because A, the system that they play uh, is very sort of deceiving. Um, and second off is that um, they know the players' tendencies, so they know them better than an opponent would. So they come up against a similar defence against the Saints and looked at it like they'd never seen anything like this before and could not get any purchase. Add to that that A-Rod was completely inaccurate um, and the play calling was off and the defence was just pure shock. And Again, we see the same old stuff. The Packers can't stop the run. Uh, they mm-hmm. run all over us. We get a little bit better as the game goes on, but then we get absolutely gouged on big plays. Now, I'm not down on Joe Barry and saying he's a failure. It's one game and that's why I'd love yeah. to have a sting we have here and as you know, every five minute break in a rant, we just put in this thing that says, but it's still only week one. It's it still is, only week one. Yeah. It's still only week one. It's very concerning because some of the fundamental stuff that broke down was Matt LaFleur getting away from his, his game plan. Um, the Packers not being able to stop anything on defense and Aaron Rodgers looked absolutely shocking um, amongst other things. you know. And that's the thing. They, they seem to be fundamental. And what annoyed me more is the tackling on defense when they got to the player seemed fine. So the fundamentals on defense, which sometimes trips the Packers up, was actually okay. It was the gap integrity on the run and literally yeah. just like getting, like not covering people. And that's what it all came down to. It, I think it, it, that's exactly right. It, and the thing is here, every single system malfunctioned. And you don't want to, how many times, you know, statistically often is that going to happen? We hope yeah. to God, not very many. But we've got to remember, if you're going to get caught with your pants down, at least get caught on week one. Because yeah. unless what you've been doing is fundamentally flawed in the entire offseason, which I can't see how it is, um, just everything fell down. When have we seen the Packers play when the offense and the defense have both been pants? Very little. Yeah, and when it does happen, Daryl, it absolutely collapses. Oh, and that's, that's the thing. You know, I mean, we're either sublime or absolutely awful, to yeah. be fair, sometimes when you look at the way the Packers play. But something interesting, again, sort of just more about the floor when he said, absolutely embarrassed us today. And mm. when he said us, I thought it was interesting. Firstly, I thought, are you trying to shift blame to the team? But then he, you know, he drew, he drew himself back in again. But I think the floor 
I think I think you're right. But one of the things I noticed throughout the game is he almost looks paralyzed. He, you know, you can almost see him in his head flicking through the playbook, going, "What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" Yeah. Um, and I think fundamentally they were undercooked. They weren't hungry. They were undercooked going into this. They gave the Saints no respect whatsoever. And they actually, I think, they talked themselves in and thought the hot wind that we're flying ourselves in on here is going to be enough to get us through this. And when it started to go wrong, they had no plan to reverse out of this. And that was the most disappointing thing here, is that. It used to see the French national team play like this in rugby quite a bit. That when it was going well for them, they were fantastic. They were all smiles. And, but when it started going badly, also the players went in on themselves and went, we don't want to win anyway. And I kind of started to get that impression off the Packers last night that if it wasn't going well, they had no, they had leaders everywhere and leaders nowhere at the same time. Yeah, I just don't know how you can say you've got such a strong leadership room and everyone got voted for captain. And I don't know, the narrative is, is the one thing that's kind of annoying. Um, to mm. me is that they're coming out and this is the hungriest team and they're Super Bowl contenders but it's criminal it's criminal to go into a game week one and not be jazzed up for the game not have the energy we didn't see the yeah. energy around the defense no. um, you know and like the look I released that um, quick snaps episode and I decided to take more of a questioning stance to stuff so instead of saying like oh we're going to dominate we're going to do this I was like well like here's all the things that are going to bear out this is what we're going to see at the end of the game I don't have the answers to this you know is Joe Barry's defense better can energy translate to the field now it's a very very small sample size and let's not lose the run of ourselves here no uh, but in this game no like it, it it doesn't translate and then Jameis Winston I had said also this is a guy who's mobile the Packers have had problems with mobile quarterbacks and he was gouging us up at the run um, at the start of the game and as well as that like what I said in, in pre-snaps right and this is not sort of like backslapping exercise but it's something that I was worried about was the fact that this guy can throw bombs all day but he, it's when he makes those brain fart moments and there was a couple of times in the game last night Daryl where even the comms pointed out were like oh in that situation he would have totally leathered that into like triple coverage in the past but he's sort of whatever work he's been doing with Sean Payton and he's sort of trying to commit to those tendencies now he's gonna do it down the stretch without a doubt yeah. James Winston yeah. not that we're gonna be watching um, but you know they played a fantastic game against us Sean Payton is who Sean Payton is we know who he is and James Winston it, it's not as if he's some chump I mean, this is a guy who was an NFL starting quarterback and lost the job because of these ridiculous brain fart moments. But he was enough of an influence to bring certain coaches to the teams he was on because they wanted to work with him. Um, yep. you know, and it's it's the level of it's the same as your man in with the Lions, the head coach Dan Campbell. I mean, it's just a yeah. it's just a, a festival of cringe every time he opens his mouth. And Jameis Winston tends to be like that with his pregame speeches. But don't be fooled into this cringy biting the W's. Uh, pre-game speeches that he sort of gets caught up in like he's some sort of trope he's still a good player and he will punish you and the defense was so bad that they just left themselves completely open and he got the job done but the thing about Sean Payton and, and New Orleans last night they prepared to play the Packers yeah. they prepared to play us we had this tendency I think what I, what I was looking at last night we were trying to develop this one size fits all approach that whoever gets put in front of us we're going to stick to our game plan and we're going to win yeah. that doesn't work no. And the impression I got last night is that they have this system in place that's just going to click this system into gear and go for it no matter who they're playing. Mm. The Saints embarrassed us last night because we, we had no way to react to the way they, they... In fact, I'm surprised they didn't win by more and I think you've already hit on it. They didn't win by more because we didn't play the way they expected us to and then they were at sixes and sevens trying to figure out, oh Jesus, these guys won't run. Well, they're trying to, but they can't. What are we going to do? They you know, tweaked their game plan to play us and when they were playing us and we were we started to play ourselves basically they realised we have to shift in to do something else we had no other we weren't playing the Saints we could have been playing a team yeah. you know another and it didn't work 
Sean Payton gave us the respect of doing his homework on his opposition. We didn't seem to do that. And if we did, I don't know what homework we were doing. And do you know what struck me too? And this is what I just can't wrap my head around. Um, Aaron Rodgers said that it's the way the Saints defense played that threw them for a loop, right? Um, you and I know, and any sort of prof- once you start to get up higher in sort of exams and all that kind of stuff, but professional exams particularly, it reminds me of where, you know, so say for accountancy, you have like balance sheet, profit and loss, cash flow, consolidation, all this stuff. And there's so much info on all of this stuff. You, you have to kind of bite the bullet and go, I'm going to study these two things really well. And then the rest of them, if it comes up and kind of screwballed, I, like that's not a way to approach an NFL game. It looked no. like what they said was, is like, oh, well, last year they did this. So let's just assume they're going to do that again. So last year they brought a ton of pressure and Devontae Adams wasn't on the field. It's like they almost thought to themselves weirdly is that they're going to bring loads of pressure again. And because Devontae they didn't play the last time they're not going to be prepared for him this time so we'll just keep going to him and it didn't work out I know Matt LaFleur kind of uh, you know came in and defended Rodgers when they asked him about that boneheaded interception that nearly went for the pick six that you yeah. raised Elton Jenkins getting yeah. back down the field um, you know but you're sort of like when you look back you're like no some of these plays weren't the right play and I'm not let's not get ahead of ourselves either and think look oh, I heard this quote oh it's the 2018 Packers and we're going to tank and we might as well just bench him and put love on um, but I do understand it to the point where yeah. there was all this hype People are very divided and then he comes out and does this and it gives people an excuse to be able to turn around and ask for these things. And one thing I will say, Daryl, is that when Jordan Love did come out and I know the pressure was off, it was in garbage time and a massive who cares. So a massive, massive caveat around all of that. But I would say Jordan Love actually looked pretty tasty and making yeah. some nice passes. Again, like there was that whole forced fumble thing and lost the ball and all that kind of stuff. But the game was as good as dead before he came on. Uh, but Daryl, some really nice... Uh, decisions, some nice throws, and Randall Cobb of all people got his long yeah. from uh, Jordan Love. So I think Nagler came out and said, "Oh, there's they're working on the chemistry already." <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, no." Well, do you mind? Love as well was sitting, you know. And there's a lot to be said for subbing guys on when that happens because sometimes when you get yourself into a rut on the pitch, you suddenly, like anything, as you say, almost like an exam, you panic. You're not quite sure what to do and everything goes wrong where sometimes you get a cool head in off who's been watching it, knows what's working, what isn't working. Uh, and he came on and it's, as you say, it's garbage time. It's hardly worth talking about, but it was a bit of a chink of light. Um, I, you know, again, we're not trying to be completely pessimistic here, but we are entitled yeah. to completely go mental when you get a performance of that how bad that is now mm. as for knee jerk stripping a rod and people saying oh we should have traded him back when we had a chance you should bench him and let his arm rot all these things you're going yeah it's game one you're entitled to vent all this stuff um and the reason why i tend not to tweet on the nights of really bad games is because you sometimes say something you shouldn't yeah um, and that you might regret later and it's just one of those things it's perfectly fine to vent and we all should get this off our chest uh we cannot have another game like this this season we also can't have A-Rod play like that again individually because, and the offense can't play like that again. But the other thing to say is this is game one. Every single team in the NFC North lost. So in a way, if you wanted to, you could just pretend this never happened because everyone's just gone, and up. we're all, let's just, let's just uh, carry on. Game yeah. one, everyone lost. It doesn't help. No one's above anyone else in, the, in, in that chart at the minute. So let's just draw a line under it. But the point is they can't do it again. No, and that, that's the thing. Like, I heard someone say, kind of like, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, actually, do, do you know what really shocked me is Matt LaFleur came out with the thing of whether we got beaten 38-3 or 38-37, it's the same thing. No, it isn't. Oh, it isn't. <laughs> it it isn't. absolutely is not. Because if you yeah. put up a fight and you show promise in certain areas, you can pull positives from it and go, oh, well, we got beat on the day. Look at the Browns-Chiefs game. You yeah. know, heart-wrenching. Yeah. 
So 38-3, Mr. LaFleur, and 38-37 are not the same thing. They might be in the win column. But people say it doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. It matters if they can use this uh, to kick on from. And basically, you lick your wounds for the rest of the season and don't disrespect the fans. Don't disrespect your opposition by playing like this again. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those things of it. May, it doesn't matter if you know mathematically speaking, you've got a big VAT zero on that side of the the chart. But the way to look at this is take from this, never do it again. And I have to say, you and the old trope, and I agree with it in some ways, and I don't in others, is that thing you don't become a bad team overnight. Mm. It got Irish rugby fans through a, a very bad patch, and we kept saying you don't become a bad team overnight. But it, you know, you can become a bad team over six months. But it is one of those things. It's one game. Keep it in perspective. Are the Packers as bad as they looked last night? I hope not. And I don't think they are. Last season will tell you they aren't. Um, they did not play even like a shadow of their former selves. You can't... I think what what's happened is here, I think, is that the, there was an awful distraction in the offseason. Now, I'm not making excuses for last night, mm. but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out in my head. And as you say, there's lots of stuff wearing around. And I'm almost thinking that they just... Did playing football become secondary for all of them? And they just thought that, okay, all of that's done. We've so many leaders now. We're going to go out and do this thing. And you're going, but you've forgotten about all the basic things about how to play football here. So like, can we just focus on playing football and stop the, 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 stop the jingles, stop the talking heads, stop the little quotes that we're getting in the public? Just talk about football from now on, please. Yeah, and look, it, and to me, that stuff is just a total excuse and distraction because look at you look at this why weren't we playing this game in New Orleans did they have anything on you know it's just wild to me that like you know we're talking about sort of these little dramas in Green Bay and like going off to Hawaii and all the rest that's hit the headlines whereas you know people's livelihoods and homes and everything else have been washed away in New Orleans and they had to move stadium all of these guys live there you know and they're playing in Jacksonville because what do they have time to do they had time to do their homework yeah. and they had time to treat their opposition with respect, execute their game plan and do their fans proud. Yeah. And look, our guys have no such worries. No. And that's why it's sort of it's it's laughable when you see people online sort of going, oh, well, like this is obviously the problem. If it is like they need to pull their like that's why everyone sort of says like, oh, look, the millionaires weren't ready. And you're like, yeah. going, OK, you know, <laughs> like we can sort of sling that arrow, I guess. But uh, to can. an extent, sometimes you can sometimes you can when you go, you guys are getting well paid to do this. Will you please yeah. just do your basics like play good football? Yeah. And look, what I would say as well is is that initially i thought because someone said like um the thing was like oh you know this was a real slap and a real kick in the arse and this is what we needed to sort of kickstart the season and i see the rationale of people saying and i agree with it to a to an extent right is that it's week one you shouldn't have to get jazzed up this is a team that said they were great they weren't great but what i would say is daryl is like you know when you have a team who were like oh well we've because this what this what i questioned on the pre-snaps one as well and you saw kind of wash out a little bit in the tampa Mm. bay game right if you bring back all of your players and you think that you're going to make a run at it again with the exact same players, does that actually work? Because that's what we're being told. But I don't, you know, it's like anything else. It's, it's like one of those tropes that's just out there that people go, oh, that sounds all right. It's like when they said that Aaron Rodgers was terrible in the postseason. And then myself and Pete did a podcast breaking down exactly what his performances have been. And the answer is inconclusive. He's kind of been yeah. so-so. Um, so... You know, you look at this and does bringing the team back automatically guarantee a, a place, especially when there's different teams, different years, they've upgraded you, have them, all this type of stuff. The answer, the, the thing, the jury's out for me. There's too much of a small sample size to actually go into it. In fact, the team that did it last, like I said on the on the previous pod, uh, they went in as a wild card mm. um, and then ended up losing, didn't get the Super Bowl, right? But the thing is, is that maybe, maybe for a team, because what here's what would be more devastating to me, right? Is that we start off the season hot and they sort of go, oh, 
well, then everything we're saying is absolutely correct. And they've nothing to sort of disprove their attitude and their arrogance, quite frankly. And then they get to an important game that they need to win and then they get their abs- they get their ass handed back to them and that could happen and then they then they literally don't understand how they were so so good i don't know how because now look you started off you got egg in your face you're not as good as you think you are and you need so many areas to improve now they're lucky at their next opponent being the goddamn lions is that mm. you know they're gonna get a bit of respite but that's another thing daryl is that like that is a slippery slope to yeah. compare it to if they don't perform against the Lions. well it's like anything it's momentum isn't it it's momentum it's one of those things for me in sport there's a very short distance between a slap on the back and a kick in the arse and we're, we're at that stage now where we have to build momentum take each game now they need to really buckle down keep all the the happy clappy everything in camp is fantastic talk to a minimum focus on doing your job stay humble and gain some momentum start from the next match on go out there do the basics against the lines you don't have to blitz them just win start building a momentum so that people can believe that we're not as bad as what we saw last night because the lions were absolutely shocking right so yeah and look at the danger that we're in here a little bit right and not to sort of look forward to the future again we'll let's remind ourselves it's week one it's not good but it's week one right so we, it's not as if the season's lost so we get absolutely trounced by the saints we come up against the lions we have them at home but then we have to go away to san fran how do we get on daryl when we go away to san oh. fran usually let's forget about the injured jimmy garoppolo and raheem mostert and all this type of stuff then we have to face the Steelers, which uh, trounced the Bills, who were uh, also mm-hmm. were favourites. Yeah. Then we go to the Bengals and to the Bears, and we only have another home game when we welcome Washington back. And we know Fitzmagic has gone down and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, look, it seems like kind of a like who cares stretch, but dear, dear God, that's a minefield as well if it starts to really go awry. And this was my question, and I'll finish on this, is that this team was so full of belief and so full of themselves, actually. Um, is that I was sort of saying what happens then if the wheels come off I don't see why the wheels will come off because as you said the team doesn't get bad overnight this was the top number one offense last year but if Mm. the wheels do come off how do they respond and that's exactly what Matt LaFleur said is that what type of team are you now you know like we're flying high all of a sudden we were the preseason winners even though we lost every single game and now we're coming into this and this is you know three points Daryl yeah you know what and we talked about it you know the last sort of post you know the preseason we were talking about there and we were sort of saying about that you know if we haven't seen this team literally lose it yet mm. uh they've started in week one i think we're going to see what this team is made of yeah um because they played worse than even the scoreline represented last night and that was three points so we're going to see what this team is made of and as you say there's so many banana skins with our on the road games this year yeah that we didn't expect this to be the one i thought this game was going to be tight if it was asked before and i always thought it was going to be a few points in it oh how wrong was i Mm. so would i have taken a loss yesterday on the chin yeah probably and that's as you were saying you know lafleur said to lose it you know 38 37 and 38 3 is you know it's the same it isn't Mm. i would have liked to see what the what the defense could have done you know what's the system like what's barry gonna do i want to see is the offense still clicking Mm. i they haven't answered any of my questions it's kind of a case of well what the hell is that i'm just gonna throw my hands up and go i don't even know what to make of any of that all of that was awful and if any of that is even slightly what you guys are actually up to this is going to be a terrible season but i actually i do fundamentally think a team cannot become bad overnight we should be down on them now because they need to give themselves a shake. But the second thing is, I just think everything went horrendously wrong. Everything was bad yesterday. Mm. Uh, I don't see that happening again. And if I if it does happen again, well then we're having a different conversation. Oh, we're in big trouble. I'm yeah. wondering then if if I wonder if a Bears jersey would look good in me. I just I oh know. Jesus! All right, that beep. 
<laughs> so look, it, put it out. Take it, that out. But this is this is the thing there, right? That like, uh, for me, I was hoping that my questions from my quick snaps would be answered. To me, we got more questions than yeah. we got anything answered. What's AJ Dillon gonna do? Nothing now. Not, not yeah. his fault. I'm not saying that, but it's just we didn't get a chance know. to use the running game. Well, you know, will Aaron Kevin Rogers... King is Kevin King gonna be any good? No, we're gonna sit Kevin King on the bench and let him sit there, and that's that. Yeah, Stokes made a good play, which complicates things. I mean, are we gonna see Jordan Love? Because we thought, like, with the season that happened last year, oh, we might see Jordan Love in more fourth quarters, and we thought because we we're gonna be so far ahead, it looks like the opposite. But look, it's week one. It was a yeah. terrible game. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong and not by coincidence. And I don't care about Sadarius Smith, you know, no. getting called for no, roughing the passer. It's absolutely a moot point, Daryl, isn't it? Because the yeah. game was just so ah, yeah. horrendous everywhere. Oh, it was so horrendous. Like, uh, it's one of those things of you almost just throw your hands up in despair, you know, scribble it out on the page and go, right, can 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 you guys come out again and, and do this again, please, so that we can mm. actually see what you guys are made of. The only thing we can really do about this game is rant about how bad it was. Can we look into this game and find, as you say, the sample size is small. The sample size here is one, and I honestly just don't see this happening again in this shape or form. You know, The Packers, as a team, are very capable of doing this. They're, I yeah. find that to watch, they are sublime, and when if they're not sublime, they're, eh, they're okay. But the other side of that is, is they can be absolutely woeful yeah and that's the thing if we could copy and paste a podcast from last season when we got trounced by another team exactly into yeah. this podcast it's like yeah. when defense plays awfully uh, offense plays awfully special teams play crap and everything just completely disintegrates you know um, and yeah. so that's just what happened in this game and the thing is for me um, uh, not really much of a consolation but for me is that it's kind of better that it goes absolutely horrendously wrong where you go all right that one doesn't count then that's fine you know because you know when you go and take a shot and then you blaze it over like 50 meters wide if you're taking a penalty and you're like going, okay no one in the right mind is actually that bad that was must have been a bobble on the pitch uh you, you know you had your head somewhere else so let's just try take it again and you will be closer to the target that's for sure but how close Daryl, we're not going to know until no, we come up against know. the lions and we're not and you know we might even we might not even know an awful lot after the lions game no. um, i expect them to be a little bit more tentative even with the lions i doubt i doubt we're going to see them come running down their throats but what, what i do want to see is I want to see every single section clicking and doing its job, yeah, uh, and not losing their minds uh, and you know looking like hey, there's chickens running around. It was I was doing, I'm going to rewatch the highlights of that game and just put on the Benny Hill music because that's yeah. how farcical the whole thing was. It yeah. was almost like unbelievably bad. Uh, so does it matter? I hope it does. I hope they take from it what they need to take from it and keep a little bit more humility in the camp. Stay humble and get your job done. You are not a given. You are not a given good team. You've got to work. And as well as that, we would plead with the Packers. It's a 1.15 a.m. game here for the Lions. So we are not yeah. staying up for that muck. No. Um, but here's the deal. And I'll tell you the narrative ahead of time uh, for those who are interested in palm reading. We're coming up against the Lions. If you win, it's not going to mean much because the Lions are so bad. If we lose, it's horrendous because the Lions are so bad. <laughs> so that's exactly how this is going to go. So we're going to have to really wait till week three against the Niners if we eke out a win against the Lions. And divisional games are always hard, by the way. I wouldn't see the Lions as being that inept, even though they looked absolutely inept against the Niners. Um, so when we come up against the Niners then that'll be the real test away and, oh, I, yeah. and I feel Daryl even if we win the Lions now with how bad that performance was it's not going to redeem anybody unless no. it's an absolutely perfect game where no, they go not gonna, mm, no it's not going to redeem anyone it's one of those things of damned if you do damned if you don't you put 50 points on them it's it's expected you go yeah it's the Lions you put 10 on them it's bad because it's the Lions so well, there's no way of winning this other than 
bloody go out and win this. But, that, but that's the thing. But it's almost worse, isn't yeah. it? It's almost like you no, don't have a choice but to win against the Lions. It's not as if yeah. you're redeeming yourself. You're just doing what you're no. supposed to do. No, you're doing what you're doing your job. Yeah. It's Spurs, lads. Um, so I guess that's yeah. it, Daryl, uh, for the pod. Not, not a very positive one, but sure, come on, we have to no, call it how we it is. Event. We had to have We had to have an event on that one. I mean, I've been going around, you know, kicking things, uh, you know. Yeah. What can you do? Not living things, do? not what can you do? next door neighbours. Not living things, no. no. Um, right, so that's it, I guess. Uh, we'll come back with hopefully a more positive slant, but again, we're going to have to keep our heads in reality and outside of the posterior. And I've been at the Diddy NFL. He's been at Daryl J. O'Brien. We are at UK Packers all over social media. Make sure you, you know, you can commiserate with us. That's the thing. I mean, we share the yeah. wins, Daryl, but we also share the misery. So. Oh yeah, I, Jesus, I will spread misery like no man's business. It's fantastic. <laughs> I do Grumpy Old Man. I know we started yeah. with Statler and Waldorf, but let's face it, they are who we're going to grow into. Yeah, probably. If we haven't already. Mm. Or who we are when we turn off the microphones. So we've managed to yeah, not exactly. swear. I didn't have to beep out one thing, which is almost a miracle in oh, itself. <laughs> you see, anytime it happens, I have to remember the timestamp of when it happened to make sure I get that one out. <laughs> I might just, on that one, just lower it down really low and just not beep I it I think out. so, and then, and then beep it. Yeah, so not suitable for work. Anyway, uh, so there we go. Until later in the week, because we're back to two podcasts now, we'll be back with some quick snacks. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm doing it. You're doing it. You're doing I'm it. doing it. I can hear you doing it. Okay. Um, and anyway, I'll, I'll finish with this. Anybody who says there was no positives to take from that game, really annoying me, Daryl, because they obviously didn't watch long enough when the Saints took a knee and put us out of our misery. What a positive thing to end yeah. on. So nice. Well done, lads. Thank you for like finishing us off. Yeah. It's dead already. <laughs> Leave them alone. Right. Appreciate it, boyos, girlies. Talk to you in a couple of days. Bye.